episode 46 with Debbie. We are talking all things migraines and headaches. Debbie is a functional health coach certified through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and the Institute of Functional Health Coaching. She is the founder of the Balanced Health Coaching and the Freedom from Migraines Method. She is a proud mom of two amazing kids. She is a wife of 30 years and a lover of learning. Debbie Debbie helps busy women deal with migraines, uncovering what is holding them back from the migraines so that they can gain freedom from them so that they can live their life pain-free and symptom-free, spend the time they want with their family and friends, and stop missing out on the things that they enjoy. Using her three-pillar approach to migraine freedom, Debbie teaches women how to make subtle shifts in their everyday lives to achieve their desired results without taking countless medications and following complicated migraine elimination diets. Debbie's passion stems from her own past experience with daily migraines and her desire to ensure no one has to go through the years of endless migraines like she did. You guys are going to love this episode with Debbie. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Welcome, Debbie, to the show. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you when it comes to migraines. So before we dive into all of that, give us a little bit of background on who you are, your story, how you came to help women with migraines. Absolutely. Well, Shannon, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I love every opportunity I can get to talk to women who are suffering with head pain because right now, one in four women are suffering with some form of migraine. Um, And many of them think that they're headaches, which we'll talk about in a little while because they all go together. But anyway, I started my journey. I didn't really realize it, but I started my journey when I was quite young. Um, When I was little, I had headaches on and off and they really started in intensity as soon as I started my cycle. And I started very young, I was like 10. And I would have intense headaches, but you know, the doctor, as they do say that that's normal, it's natural. It comes with you know, being female and, you know, welcome to the, the female world. Yeah, so, hormone changes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sadly was put on birth control at a very young age to try to take care of the migraines and the cramps and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
How old, can I ask how old you were when, when they put you on? Yes, you can. I was 13. Wow. Okay. Uh, Cause I remember the conversation at that time, they had to pull my father in my father. I live with my father. So, you know, nice and embarrassing had to pull him in to get permission to put me on that because, you know, you're 13 years old and you're being birth control. Um, So anyway, fast forward to my twenties when I had my second child and that's when what I thought migraines were started, you know, we Mm -hmm. went into the intense pain and the feeling nauseous and, you know, the extreme brain fog and all that, and went through the whole scenario of seeing, oh my goodness, I can't even count the doctors I saw, you know, neurologists, general practitioners, gynecologists, psychologists, every doctor you can think of acupuncture, chiropractics. And after seven medications and 10 long years of daily migraines, I finally realized that what I was doing, it really wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, well, 10 years and that, I can't even imagine the amount of money, the amount of time, the amount of energy, frustration, emotional toll that was taking on you to do that every day for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was horrible. Um, my kids were young. So I missed quite a bit of their life and they really grew up with uh, the TV being the babysitter, you know, because mm-hmm. what can you do when you're given um, nine sumatriptan is what I had, you know, for most of the people in the U.S., you know, you can only get nine UK, you can get a little bit more, but when you have nine pills and there's 31 days in a month and you get a migraine every day, you have to pick and choose what day you're not going to have a migraine. So, you know, they spent a lot of time watching TV or going to grandma's or, you know, whatever the case was. So I finally got sick of that and decided it was time to take matters into my own hands and really began to research and went and got two certifications in functional health coaching, because I knew that there had to be a way for our bodies to take care of this ourselves. You know, the conventional approach wasn't working. The medication wasn't working. So I had to figure out why my body was doing this to me. And through those two certifications and then finding a health coach in my area together, we pieced everything together, came up with a plan. And since then I have been migraine free for over a decade. That is amazing. I, (laughs) I'm just kind of blown away that you suffered for 10 years. And then now you've been migraine free for 10 years. Yeah. You know, big difference. Tell us a little bit about what drew you to coaching versus maybe like another path, a nursing or, you know, a doctorate or something like that. What drew you to the coaching aspect? I wanted to be able to help as many women as I could. You know, when I found out that the statistics were one in four women that were suffering and were waiting months and months and months to be able to see doctors, I knew that if I didn't find an approach that I could reach a lot of people at once, I wasn't going to make a dent in that number. And the people that I've worked with, the health coach that I worked with, she was doing more, um, you know, individualized local of helping people, which is absolutely wonderful but I wanted a little something more. I had bigger goals for myself. So that's why I decided that the health coaching would be the best way to go to be able to reach as many people as I could. You know, I have over uh, 1500 women in a private group or in the free group right now. And, you know, almost 
40 right now in my private group. And I love the fact that I can help so many women at one time reach the goals that they're looking to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can both agree that the group model has its benefits, right? Because someone will ask a question and it helps someone else. And you get to kind of learn and feed off of each other and also build that community of knowing, hey, I'm not the only one who is going through this, who is having to take my medicine some days so that I can do this thing with my family, you know, take this vacation and then the other days just be down and out kind of deal. So absolutely. When I ask people when they come to, you know, close to graduating from the program, I ask them what their favorite part of the program is and their favorite part are the group coaching calls. Because they love being together, learning, hearing about each other's journeys and just supporting each other. Because that's the biggest thing they tell me is they feel alone. They feel lost. They feel alone. Um, And for those people watching who have migraines, I'm sure that you cringe every time someone tells you it's just a headache or just go take an Advil or why can't you just lie down and let it go away? You know, and those people are very well-meaning, but they don't understand. They don't understand what it's like when the migraines are fully out of control and to have a group of women who are like your sisters, um, you know, there to support you. I mean, these women, they don't want to leave the group. They're migraine free, (laughs) but they don't want to leave because they have such a community um, with the women that they've been working so hard at trying to achieve their goal with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a perfect segue into my first question. What is a migraine versus a headache. Can you dive into that for us? I would love to dive into this because this is a question that I answer probably every single day in my group. Most people think that when you have a migraine, it has to be associated with full-blown aura, you know, the dots that you're seeing in front of your eyes or that you're in the bathroom constantly getting sick. And that's not the case. There are many different levels of migraines and the scale that we use in the Freedom from Migraine Method is a scale of one to 10. So think about level one to three being, I'm annoyed, I have a little, you know, what they call headaches, maybe I'm gonna take an Advil or Tylenol and it's gonna go away. But it's still affecting your day. It is still making it difficult for you to do the things you wanna do. Level four to six is more, okay, I'm probably taking my prescription med that the doctor gave me. You know, I'm really not feeling well, but I have to go to work. I have to watch my kids. I'm going to have to take that Imitrex. I don't have a choice. Then you hit that seven, eight, nine. That's when you're in bed. That's when you're throwing up. That's when you're seeing those auras and you just can't drive. You can't function. And then level 10 are those people that are taking themselves to the ER, which sadly happens a lot more than what we'd like to think. Oh, no, no. Um. Were you, out of curiosity, did you ever go to the hospital for your headaches, for your migraines? I did not. Um, I really was fortunate that most of mine would stay at a level seven. Um, And I can't even believe I'm using the word fortunate because no one should have to deal with level seven. But when I talk to women who've been in the hospital, you know, three, four, five, six, seven times a month, um, you know, I do consider myself fortunate that I was able to keep it at least at that level. Um, but I took a lot of meds, you know, I'd had the Imitrex that, you know, I told you were nine pills, but I was also on six other medications. So I'm sure if I weren't on those other six, that I probably would have had a lot more nine or 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's just very fascinating for me to listen to 
because I grew up getting migraines. I remember my first one that was really bad where I'm vomiting, you know, in bed, basically passing out from the pain, you know, taking medication. Um, I was about five years old, maybe six. And I just remember this, like, it hurt so bad. It hurt so bad. And my migraines kind of come and they go right in waves. I'll get them, you know, in a month, I'll have two or three where I'm using your scale at that seven, eight, nine kind of range. Um, but then they'll go away for months and then they kind of flood back in. So, um, (laughs) I haven't figured out all of the reasons and triggers for myself, but it's been a long time, probably two plus years since I've had one. And I know a big portion of that has to do with changing food, changing lifestyle, you know, those types of things, um, which we're going to get into. So Debbie, what is the like root cause of why women are suffering from headaches or the multiple root causes? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it really all boils down to full body chronic inflammation. So we all know that inflammation is extremely important in our body because if we didn't have it, we would actually die. We need that inflammatory process to heal us when we're ill. But the problem is we're all living in this chronic state of inflammation. It is a daily occurrence. And when we have that level of inflammation in our body, this is where chronic illness comes from. This is where autoimmunity comes from. This is where, you know, your immune system is so low that we have issues like we're having right now in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so if we can get to that root cause of the inflammation and bring it down so that it's actually just waiting in your body for when you need it versus being on high alert every single day, we can bring those migraines down and we can also work on so many other health conditions at the same time, because they really are all intertwined in there. Yeah. What do we have to do if we think we are suffering from that chronic inflammation? We're having migraines or maybe we have, well, a lot of the listeners have Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. So they, they already know they have this other chronic issue. So what, what, um, what do they do if they think they have that inflammation? Absolutely. So in the freedom from migraine method, we work on it in a three pillar approach. And the things that we focus on are every area of your life that's going to help reduce that inflammation. So for example, in the first pillar, building the buffer, this is where we take a dive into food. You know, everyone, that's the first thing everyone wants to tackle when it comes to migraines. They think if they fix their food, that everything is going to be wonderful. That is a huge piece because we do know that the food we eat affects our gut health. And we know that our gut health you know, affects the whole rest of our body and, you know, the inflammatory process in our body. So we work on food first to make sure that we're eating the right foods for each person, because everybody's a little bit different. Um, Sometimes healthy foods, we may need to pull back on for a while, but sometimes we're adding healthy foods back in because there's a lot of migraine plans out there that'll give you a laundry list of things that you can't eat. And Mm -hmm. I am not a big proponent of that. You know, we work on what foods are inflammatory and pull those out. So we look at food, we look at hydration, which I think it's overlooked way too often. If we aren't fully hydrated, we can't detox our body. And if we can't detox our body, then that inflammatory, you know, process just increases and increases. So uh, everyone thinks I'm a little crazy when I talk about this, but we work on the right and wrong way to drink water because for somebody with migraines, 
There's actually a right time of day, a right amount, and a right balance between water and sodium that we really need to work on. So those two pieces are huge. Then we move into things that everybody thinks about, but they don't think has a huge impact like exercise yeah. and, and stress and then chemical load. So when you add all those things together, you know, you probably, everyone's probably doing well in each area, but when we can go in and tweak and figure out the little pieces that are missing, all of those pieces add up to a huge amount, which really will bring that inflammation down. Yeah. Okay. So I, we've been talking a lot of about we've been talking a lot about hydration in um, our Facebook group with our private clients because it's summertime, right? Yeah. We're we're outside more. We're getting dehydrated more easily. All of those different things. And so we've been talking about drinking the right water, the right amount of water. But I would love to hear from you for people suffering from migraines and headaches. What are some of those recommendations that you guys have in terms of balancing that sodium and hydration levels? Absolutely. So the place that we start first is we figure out what our body weight is, you know, divide it by two. And that's how many ounces of water minimum you should be drinking. Now, technically, when you're dealing with someone with migraines, it should be 0.55. But we find with the math, it's just easier to take your weight, divide it in half, and then add a little bit more, you know, so if you're hundred pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces, maybe bump it up to 55, you know, or okay. use a calculator if you'd like Do 0.55. That's the actual number that should be the least amount of water you're drinking. Then we need to take into effect, as you said, what is it like outside or what are we doing? You know, days that we're doing high intense exercise, really sweating, um, or times that we feel a cold coming on or are extremely stressed, we want to increase that water a little bit. We just want to be careful. We don't increase it too much though, because if you go from, let's say drinking 50 ounces of water a day, all the way up to drinking 80 ounces of water a day, we're probably going to be flushing out way too many electrolytes that we want to be keeping in our body. So slow and steady, um, is something that we say in our program quite often, and sipping throughout the day is really a good idea instead of chugging down 20 ounces at once. So we take that number, let's say it's 50 ounces. We're going to divide it by eight. Most people drink, you know, eight ounce cup and then just figure out where we can fit it in people's day and actually make sure that they do it by setting alarms. Um, yes. <laughs> water bottle right in front of you. I can't believe how many people are using alarms on their phone for water, but they said it's amazing, you know, because yeah. they're actually now they're doing it. So we start there and then we see how much of a difference that is actually making in their migraine journey. If we're reducing the severity, duration, and frequency, and if we still need to do a little bit more work, then we do need to go into thinking about sodium because a lot of women that have migraines, we actually lose 50% of the sodium that we put in. You know, this is a lot higher number than with other people. I'm not sure if it's the same with Hashimoto's, but from what my understanding is migraine people typically lose a lot more sodium than anyone else. We just, you know, pee it out in our urine. So we need to replenish more often. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And some really good points. <laughs> One of the, the ladies in my group right now, we have her. So she's, she's typically in two, sometimes three areas of her home. And she would forget her water bottle. One would be upstairs because that's where her office is. And then down in the kitchen, you know, doing laundry and all the motherly things. And so we were like, 
she's like, I'll forget it up in my office or I'll forget it down in the kitchen. And so I'm like, have two, yeah. <laughs> right? Where, wherever you are, it's you right have, here. <laughs> yep, you have your water yep. and it, then it doesn't become a, okay, I'm in the middle of this work thing. Let me go get my water bottle. And I let all my listeners probably know this by now, but I live in Phoenix, Arizona. And so it's hot here. So we drink probably more water than someone who's living, you know, in Minnesota or Wisconsin or, you know, in a colder state, because we're using that much more energy when we go outside it's dry when we're breathing, when we're talking, you know, we become a lot more <laughs> dehydrated. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, similarly from migraines, women with Hashimoto's with hypothyroidism, um, we have a, a delicate balance between sodium and potassium, and that can cause, you know, more adrenal stress and things like that. So we're always looking at what are those levels, you know, how do we, how do we balance those out? So good, good tips. Um, how will working on inflammation in the body reduce migraines and, um, thyroid issues, those types of things? Yeah, absolutely. So we just find that whenever we're working on reducing that inflammation, these are all things that we know are healthy for our body anyway. You know, we know that it's, our body needs these things to be able to function the way that we're supposed to. So I think about it like a brand new car. You know, if you get a new car and you choose to put good gas in your car, you get it washed. So there's no salt on it. I live in New York state. So we have a lot of salt in the winter from snow. So if you choose to take care of it and do well, this car is going to last you forever. But if you get a brand new car and you decide you're always going to put the cheapest gas in the cheapest oil, you're not going to get it washed in the winter. You know, you're not going to take care of it. Well, guess what? It's not going to work the same way. It may be okay for a while. You may be able to drive it for a while, but chances are eventually it's going to start breaking down more and it's not going to last as long as it would as if you took care of it. So when we do all these things and focus on what's right for us, which I think is the key thing here. Um, you know, I can tell everyone right now, I want you to exercise 40 minutes a day, or I want you to sleep seven hours a day. Well, even between Shannon and I, those numbers might not be the same, you know, because (laughs) yeah, we're in different places in our life. We're at different stages of our health. So, you know, we need to do different things. So I think that's the key is figuring out what your body needs right now, making sure that it can have it so it can be as healthy as possible to be able to make sure that you don't have to worry about, you know, your weak link in your chain, whether for you it's migraines or Hashimoto's or celiac or whatever it may be. So anything we can do to give our body those tools is going to greatly reduce that inflammatory process. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to kind of switch gears here and I want to go into the difference between conventional treatments and functional treatments and for migraines and how, how, and when to use those. Absolutely. So this is a question that I love going over because I think so many women think that it's all or nothing. You know, you either want to do the natural approach with nomads, or you want to do the conventional approach with medication. So First, let's kind of talk about what the two are. So conventional is probably what most of the listeners think about when you go to your regular general practitioner, they go in, you get a physical, they offer you some medications to fix whatever problem you have. And then you go home and go on your merry way. And you're now taking this medication forever. Where a functional approach, when you go to a functional doctor or a functional health coach, 
they're looking at your body as a whole and trying to figure out why, why do you have this problem and what can we do to get to the root cause to end it? Mm-hmm. And what I love is when you marry the two. So, you know, I deal with women who are in extreme pain. So if they come to me and they want to, you know, they want to get to the root cause, if I take them and tell them to stop their medications right away, they're going to be in absolute pain. Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to be miserable and they're not going to be able to, to work on themselves to make any changes because they're in so much pain. So what we do is we have them continue on the medication that they're on when they start the program. And then we walk them through step-by-step what they need to do to reduce their inflammation, then slowly start weaning off the medication because that's the end goal, right? What I would love to see a doctor do is write a prescription and say, here's your prescription right now, but you need to go home and do X, Y, and Z so we can get rid of the reason why you need this. And then you'll be all good. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Um, it doesn't. And just yesterday, I, I didn't watch very much of it, but um, I was watching a documentary on addictions. And similar to that, the, the growing addictions that we see between opioids and things like that for pain, right? People become, you need more and more of this medication and doctors have to keep such a like tight rein on it because it is so addictive. And then you end up, not you, but like people generally speaking, end up going to a lot of different doctors to get medication so that they can get out of pain. And then it becomes something that is taking over their life. And I was just, my heart went out to all of the people who are in chronic pain, right? Who have those high levels of inflammation. And I love that you talk about being able to marry conventional medicine with functional medicine. And my hope, my goal is that doctors one day will receive the training that they need so that they can address diet, they can address lifestyle, they can address these things and also give you guys the container to put those things in and not just say, hey, Debbie or Shannon, you know, go home, take out all sugar out of your diet and take this medicine, but then also exercise 45 minutes and sleep for eight hours and drink your water. And you're just walking out like a deer in the headlights. Start. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How much water do I need to be drinking and answering all these, <laughs> all these questions. And I, I really believe that that is the power of having a coach and working with someone like Debbie, working with someone like myself on these specific areas so that we can marry these two yep. and you're not feeling the overwhelm. You're not feeling the frustration, the confusion, the, okay, well, I tried this for a week and it didn't work. <laughs> Exactly. Cause that's what happens, right? You know, I think everyone in my program has tried all of the right things. Mm-hmm. We just haven't done them in the right order or given them enough time or built them together. Right. Cause we have to build on top of each other. We just try one. It doesn't work. We get rid of it. We try a new one. So it's so important that you said that piecing it all together and having someone to help you do that, to fit into your world and your life. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's one of the big things I talk about is doing things in the right order. Yeah. You know, um, I think you, based off what you told me earlier, one of your later steps is addressing exercise and then chemical stuff. 
And I know with migraines, people want to address the chemical things because they walk into a room, they smell perfume and boom, they've got a headache, you know, (laughs) when we, you know, according to you, because you're the expert starting with water, starting with sodium levels, starting with some of those more basic things that aren't so overwhelming. Exactly. Because we want to do something first that's going to give you a win. So you feel better. You know, we want you to be able to feel better right away. Now, is it going to take migraines away by switching your food and water? No, but it can reduce the severity, duration, and frequency to give you more energy and more time to be able to work on the things that might take you a little bit longer and are a little bit more complex. Because let's face it, getting off of meds is a complex process. You know, some of them you have to wean off of, they could take six to eight weeks, Um, there's fear in there, you know, especially with my people, there is big time fear of thinking, okay, when the next migraine comes, I'm not going to take something really. I've been doing that for 30 years. So it's, it's a process and we need to be able to get there. So there are many migraine specialists out there that recommend the other way around. Um, but I'll be quite honest. I have some of their people in my program. So, (laughs) you know, we need to do this in a way that's that's kind to everyone. And that's how I, you know, I did it. It worked well for me. It's worked well for hundreds of women that I've dealt with and um, that I've worked with. And they just, they're so appreciative of people understanding the pain level that they're in. Yeah. Well, and it's not so jarring to your system. And I'm sure we could (laughs) go into all of that with the fear and just not shocking your body into this as well. Um, I, I tend to fall in line closer to you where it's like, let's just build, right? Start baby step, baby step, baby step. And then eventually for my clients, we have some of them getting off thyroid medication completely and other people who are scared to do so. Or other people who can't in my situation because they lost their thyroid, (laughs) you know? So there's definitely a place for both of them. Um, One last question. And then I want to go into some techniques for the listeners. Um, what do we do when the conventional treatments have failed us and why are they failing us? Why is that? (laughs) Absolutely. So when you go to your general practitioner or your first neurologist, because I'm sure everybody's, you know, hit up a neurologist or two, really, they're just going to give you medications. Um, If you're in the U S you know, they'll throw usually a tryptan at you first. Um, and then a few other things and then offer you Botox UK, they have a very specific order. So those who are maybe listening from the UK, you know, you have to try one for so long before you can go on to the next, which is almost worse because they give you like a time frame that you have to do it in. But what ends up happening is one med works for a month or so, then it stops working, you know, cause our body gets used to it. Just like we talked about before with opiates, you need more and more and more. So the doctor adds on another med, adds on another, um, which is why I ended up on seven, you know, and each one of those, they worked for a short while. It was like Christmas. It was like, man, this works great. Then a month later, oh, I need two for this to work. Oh, now two doesn't work, but it takes the edge off and then it doesn't work at all. So anyway, you exhaust your, you know, everyone's exhausted their resources there. Then they go to Botox. Then sadly, some offer hysterectomies to try to solve the problem. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that one. It doesn't happen as often anymore, but that happens sometimes. Uh, Nerve block surgeries are, you know, one that's another big one. So basically you hit, you know, your end, which most people have. And instead of trying to figure out what the right med cocktail is, now it's time just to focus on your body. 
And that's when we're gonna focus on the food and hydration first and start moving to the other pieces to be able to slowly wean you off these meds. Cause what happens when you've been on these for so long, now that migraines that you're getting are actually called rebound migraines. And you're getting these migraines because your body knows it needs the medication. And when you don't give it to it, it starts giving you a headache to kind of give you a little slap in the face and say, you need to take it. You need Mm -hmm. to take more. I need that medication because your body has decided it doesn't want to do the job. I tell people it's on vacation and it's waiting for the med to fill in, but we need to get your body off of vacation and kick the med out. So. Wow. So interesting. Um, I feel like we could just talk about this all day long, (laughs) Um, but let's go into some strategies for the listeners. Um, What do you, what do you do when you get a migraine? What are some of the first things that you can do? Let's do short term. So like, let's say I'm getting a headache right now. What is, what are a few things that I can do to help dull the pain or, um, you know, attack it before it gets worse? Absolutely. So the first thing you have to do is you need to start recognizing what we call prodrome. And that's your warning sign. That is your warning sign that a migraine is coming because I will be 100% honest with you. Once you get the migraine, it's really hard to get rid of it. So we need to catch it early and everybody has different prodromes. Um, Mine used to be yawning. I used to yawn obsessively. And I always thought it was because, oh, I must be tired or, but you know, I would yawn at eight in the morning or two in the afternoon or eight at night. It didn't matter. I'd start yawning. I'd start getting a little neck pain. Um, sometimes I'd get brain foggy. I would crave food that I don't feel is serving my body. <laughs> so I would mm-hmm. crave sugar or pizza or all of those bad things. Inflammatory and, foods. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And if I had recognized those signs, what I should have done right away was first of all, determine when was the last time I ate, Um, you know, and if I needed something to eat, make sure that it was a high quality food, you know, when Mm -hmm. we're looking for fats and carb or fats and proteins, fat and protein, not carbohydrates is what we're looking for when we feel a migraine coming on. And we only want to do that if we really know we have to eat something. You know, like we've skipped lunch, we've skipped breakfast, we haven't been paying attention to the food because we want to make sure that we stay at a steady blood sugar as much as we can throughout the day because those ups and downs are what's going to get everybody in trouble. And I won't go down a rabbit hole because we could go into the whole burning fat versus burning carbs and, well, <laughs> and was, better than the other. <laughs> well, yeah, and I know I, I'm kind of just curious because I know a lot of women with thyroid they don't have the same hunger cues or they're trying to lose weight. And so their, their idea is to cut food. And so I'm wondering if women, are you seeing that trend with the women with migraines? Do they have those hunger cues or are they trying to lose weight while doing this? Or like, is that kind of a separate thing? Some people end up, actually quite a few people end up losing a little bit of weight when they do the program, but that's typically due to their healthy shifts, you know, yeah. we're moving Less a little inflammation. More, you know, yeah. we're eating healthier foods, not processed foods. Um, I would say probably it's probably half and half the amount of people that actually get the food cue and that don't. So that's why you really need to learn your own prodromes and figure yeah. out what it is. That's how your body's warning you. 
Uh, there's a list of, you know, like 30 that are average, but we're not average. We're all different, right? You know, most people in my group, when I say that I used to yawn, they're like, really? Oh, yeah, that was my, that was my sign. That was my cue. But knowing if you need food is key. So determining that because we never want to feed a migraine, but we need to feed our body if our body needs it. So that would be step number one. Uh, number two, get a glass of water. Again, this may sound simple and basic but I cannot stress enough. If you feel a migraine coming on, stop what you're doing and get a glass of water. And that is just going to be key for making sure that we're not getting a migraine due to dehydration, you know, Mm -hmm. absolutely key. And then can you give yourself five or 10 minutes? Can you go sit somewhere? This may be a good time where the screen is okay for the kids. You know, if you guys are up for that, but five or 10 minutes to sit, do a little deep breathing, do meditation. If that's your thing, close your eyes and just really listen to your body to figure out what it is you need. You know, do you need to take a half an hour nap? And do you need to figure that out? Do you need to go for a run because your body needs to burn off some energy to be able to take fuel away from the migraine? Do you need a bigger meal? Um, I feel like when we're rushed around and when we start feeling that pain, we don't take time to listen to our body's cues. Yeah. And if we would just take that time, we could hear so much. We yeah. really could. Well, I know for me, when I'm feeling something come on, I'm like, oh, I better hurry and get this done because, you know, like I'm in a panic mode because I don't know how fast or how long it's going to escalate and how long I'm going to be out. But I love the idea of kind of shifting that and say, you know what, I'm going to stop what I'm doing right now and I'm going to take care of my body first so that you know, an hour down the road, I'm not crippled. Yeah. <laughs> right? If you take 15 minutes, that may save you five hours. Yes. Yeah. So and again, calling you know. babysitters and exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> When we did my interview in Debbie's group a while ago, and Debbie will give us the link to her her free Facebook group here in a minute, um, I remember telling the story that there was there's been times <laughs> when my headaches will come on and I have to call my husband. You got to come home and take care of the babies because at the time my kids are six months, a year old. Like I can't just put on a movie for a one-year-old and let my, you know, five-year-old, six-year-old watch them. Like that's just not an option. Uh, So, you know, that's, that's a whole other thing, but being able to have people in your corner, you know, or I'm sorry, taking the 15 minutes to take care of yourself so that you don't have to call your husband, call your mother-in-law, you know, get someone over to take care of those kiddos is just a really valuable, just tip, I think, for anybody who is suffering from this. Yeah. And I don't know about your people, but I find that most of the women in my group are, they're very type A, Mm. myself (laughs) included. So I feel I can say this and they think that the world's going to stop if they don't continue. But guess what? The, you know, it's okay. The world's going to go on without us for 15 minutes. So we can take that time for ourselves. And the only way to get to true migraine freedom is by putting yourself first at some point in time. And that's not selfish. That's making sure that you're taking care of you so that you have the resources and energy to be able to take care of everybody else at a later time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's like putting that oxygen mask on for ourselves first, you know? Well, 
thank you, Debbie, for being on today. Why don't you give everybody um, just how can they find you if they resonated with you, if they want to work with you, you know, on headaches or even learn more about the migraines, where can they find you? Absolutely. So the Women's Migraine Freedom Group on Facebook is the best place to find me. Uh, we are very active in there. Every Tuesday we have live strategy calls, uh, you know, bring special guests in, talk about all the tips and tricks that you guys need to be able to reduce that severity, duration, and frequency of your migraines. Uh, Shannon, I think we'll drop a link um, for a free resource that I'd love all of you to take advantage of. It gives you the, the first three tips that you can start working on, you know, to be able to work towards your migraine freedom. Um, you know, it's a process. It is, it is a process, but this is the best place for you to start, to start being able to see that reduction in inflammation and to start to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, absolutely. All of that information, um, Debbie's website, her free Facebook group link, her email, um, and then also that free guide with the, the three tips and strategies um, will all be in the show notes. So um, thank you, Debbie. Is there any last parting words of wisdom that you would like to share with the listeners? I would, I would. Please know that there is hope. I deal with women who have had migraines for decades, 10, 20, 30, 40, even some in my group that have had migraines for 60 years. Oh and I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. It does not. Even though you think you've tried everything, even though you think that there is nothing left that can be done, I want you to know that that's exactly what every single one of my clients tells me before they start working with me. And then at the end of the four months, they're like, I just can't even believe that I hesitated. I can't even believe that I thought about not doing this and yeah. it has changed their lives. So I just want you to know whether it's me or whether it's somebody else, there is hope for you. You need to keep moving forward and finding your migraine freedom. And it's not through a pill. It's through everything that we talked about today and that everything that Shannon does with her people, you know, really focusing on your body and being kind to yourself and doing everything that you have to do to get your health back because you're hundred percent worth it. You're hundred percent worth it. You deserve to live a pain-free life. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much again, Debbie. And if you guys resonated with her, please go seek her out, get the help, get the resources so that you can start living pain-free and we'll see you guys in the next. Thanks, Shannon. Today's episode is brought to you and sponsored by Wellevate. Wellevate is the online supplement company that we use with our clients to have them purchase high quality therapeutic grade supplements. Companies like Douglas Labs and Pure Encapsulation and Thorn and all of these different things provided to you at your fingertips for 10% off all of your orders. All you have to do is go visit the show notes set up an account and you will be able to access their library and you will be able to see our favorite supplements that we recommend and use for our clients. Things like collagen, vitamin D, B complexes, magnesium, and so much more. The last thing I want to tell you about Wellevate is not only do you get 10% off all of your orders, but they also have free shipping on orders over $49. Plus, their customer service is 
out of this world. They ship all of their orders within 24 to 48 hours. So head over, check it out, set up your account, and get ordering. Wait before you go! Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram, and please tag us. We love your reviews! Pretty please!